Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800 610 5739. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radio Law Talk. Dot com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with my co-host and uh, co- uh, I'm going to say uh, partner in crime. Uh, but yes. I haven't done any crimes. You might have as Todd Cunin. And then we have uh, behind the her- hermetically sealed glass uh, that he cannot hear him unless he talks to us over the microphone. That is Cal Hunter and Denise Dirks is gone on vacation. Therefore, the three boys are available. And when the boys are here, it is going to be a mess. We are having an actually a lot of fun right now. And what we're going to do this third hour is we're going to talk about the court throwing out kids' climate change uh, lawsuit. Uh, we're throwing kids out. This is what's happening. And then we're going to do a case or no case. The three boys are going to then talk about a Dodger fan lawsuit. This is this Dodger fan lawsuit is really interesting, and I'm telling you, you've got to hear this Dodger fan possible lawsuit. They're looking for a lawyer. So if any lawyers are out there listening, the Dodger fans are looking for a lawyer to bring this lawsuit about, and it's a very interesting lawsuit. Remember, the three of us are here. It's a little bit warm. It's a beautiful day. It is the uh, 18th of January, and here's what I'm bringing up. Usually you pay my fee. I'll take your case. Yes, pay our fee. You'll take your case. <laughs> Look, normally we put on a deodorant, throw a little bit of splash of... Uh, you know, cologne, but Denise isn't here. This is really getting smelly in this room, especially with Todd here. Um, so we're, we got we got to finish this hour as quick as we can. At the I'm sorry end, if I yep, offend. Yeah, I know you offend. <laughs> what we're going to do is do what's called quick takes. At the very end of this show, we're going to talk about kind of just a wrap-up story that we think is important. But before we get into all that, the most important thing that people love, they cherish, and they care only about, and it is case. Or no case. Cal, now it's it. time to play case or no case. Yay! All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to continue with our third case or no case. Remind you that anything that you hear on case or no case may may resemble real characters and real actions, real folks, or it may not. For example, in this case, some people are unclear on the concept. Jane Mulcahy was a practicing Catholic. I mean, she was serious and very devout to her faith. 
She got a divorce, but she did not know what it means. Uh, she claims her legal team did not inform her that a legal separation means that she no longer has to maintain her marriage vows. And she said, nor did they tell her, but it also would terminate her marriage. And so she said, I got to go get me another lawyer to talk this over. I think you guys committed some kind of malfeasance or malpractice here. And so I ask you, Mr. Cunham, we're going to go for first here with you because you went first the first hour and second the second hour is case or no case. Cass, before he does it, Cal, yeah. I was typing on my live feed. Jane did what now? Yeah, just can you re Repeat. just go over the beginning her, again? She claims her legal team did not tell her, even though she filed for divorce, but that actually would terminate her marriage. What would terminate her marriage? A divorce. And as a Catholic, you know, it's technically, or at least it was, against the the rules or the, the doctrine or the dogma to, to get a divorce. So she said, well, I got a divorce, but I didn't know them. My marriage was over. These guys never told me. That was her claim. So I'm going to ask you, okay. case or case. And if it were a case, what would the outcome have been? All right. Well, <clears throat> <laughs> I know it's a weird thing. But, it it you know, is. Yeah. It is weird. I. You know, this is one where I really wish Denise were here. And Denise, if you are listening, it wouldn't surprise me if she was. Uh, if you're, we we miss you, wish you were here. We um, yes. It's never never the same when you're not. I will say that this. I'm I'm going to say this is a case. What the heck? This is a case. Uh, look. I don't know what somebody was thinking when they go to a lawyer to seek a divorce, which by its very definition is the termination of a marriage, and then you're shocked that your marriage was actually terminated. Yikes. So I will say it's a case, you, you, you know, to quote Ron White, you can't fix stupid. And, <laughs> and what would the outcome have been? And think? I think that the outcome would be that the lawyers would, well, golly. Isn't it an interesting it, conundrum? It, it is, yeah. and and quite frankly, I would think that maybe the maybe the complaint would be filed with the state bar for failure to completely explain the ramifications of this, the ramifications of what was going on. Uh, I say she wins. I'm going to say that she wins because it wasn't spelled out for her in writing exactly what all of the ramifications were to getting a divorce and, and what, what, the yeah. what the heck. Mr. Penny, what say you? Case or no case? This is so off the wall. I'm going to say it's got to be a case. Just because it's so bizarre, Cal, this is a case. And I'm going to say she sues her lawyers and wins. Okay. Mm. We, I don't we... know why. But the lawyer sues her lawyers and wins, and the good thing is we've got enough time for Cal to to tell us this. I it's just so bizarre. We have the same answer. It she has sues and to wins. be true, Cal. You just can't. Uh, how? Let me tell you, everyone that's listening out there who plays along, you can you can call at 855-529-724 or tweet us at Radio Law Talk to play and tell us what you think of case or no case. And I'm telling you how to beat Cal. If it's intelligent, logical, thought-provoking, it's not a case. He didn't think of it. If it is bizarre, it is a case. This is so bizarre, it's a case, and she wins. Well, I, so, so so you say it's a case, Fred, is that correct? I say it's a case, and Todd, and you she say wins. it is a case, is that correct? Yep. I am saying right, it's a for case. For those of you who say this is a case, oh, I will say this. Oh, we okay. did it! Now... 
For those of you who say plaintiff prevails, she prevails, somehow gets some damages, uh, that would be, uh, uh, be sad. Be sad. Uh, the judge heard the premise of her case and immediately tossed it out of court when they did one of those challenges. I don't know what you call it, but anyway. He said, on the merits, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Have a nice single life, lady. You deserve it. <laughs> okay. And so, Fred, you said it was a case and that the plaintiff won. Well, so we each get one point. So one point for Todd, one point for Fred, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, our final case for no case. Show me the money. Well, we lost our live feed. It was sad. Everybody loved the Instagram feed, okay. but uh, we're going to be back on our Instagram feed. Uh, well, you know, uh, that gives it what you had to tell you. Had, what, three points today? I got uh, two. What did I get? I get Todd got two. Fred got two. All right. So the kids in California do not like climate change. Nope. They don't like one person. Like... Who is it? Was it? Oregon. The president of the United States. Was it Oregon? Oregon. Oh, that's right. They don't like the president of the United States. So they bring a lawsuit, and this lawsuit is about climate change. And they sue the government, and especially, really, they sue Donald Trump, saying, you are not doing what you're supposed to be doing with climate change. And because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing with climate change, we're suing the government to make sure that climate change is a priority and that you stop X, Y, Z, million different things. Now, what happens is we brought this up before, and there's 25, uh, there's 20, a group of 21 plaintiffs um, that presented this case. And what happened is the judges, it went, did they win the first, Todd? They won the first case. This went to the ninth. This is the one where it went to the ninth circuit court of appeals. It went to an in block. Um, a three-judge three panel, judge panel yes. which is not all of them. And what's interesting to me is the three judges, two of them said, you know, sorry, that's great, but that's a political issue. Even though we, we believe in your plight, we, we like your plight. It was an impressive display. It was an impressive display. Yes. I was like, come on, stop. You're, don't pander stop to them. Stop smooching them. Yeah, just just tell it say like it is. Right, this right, is the right, law. Right. The law is, and basically they said, this is a political issue. Not an issue before the courts. Go to your legislator and make sure that they do that. And even though they said it is a moral responsibility, quote, and uh, our elected officials have a moral responsibility to seek this solution, according to the judge of the majority opinion. But I was thinking, well, I wonder what the minority opinion said. Basically, they said, hey, wait a minute, this could be a good argument. You know, and so <laughs> anyway, we're going beyond that. I don't want to talk about it. We're going to talk about Dodger fans said, are saying that they want to sue the Astros. We'll be back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. This is Frederick Penny, Todd Cunin, and Denise Dirks with a personal invitation to you who have a business that could benefit from a little national exposure. Radio Law Talk is heard in more than 35 markets across the United States, and Radio Law Talk provides that opportunity. Some of you have listened to the show and thought, my business should be advertising there right now. We agree. So email info at radiolawtalk.com. And we'll get right back with you. Let us help your business grow in multiple markets. Email info at radiolawtalk.com now. 
Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. I've got to get my car washed, this dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. Chris, can you put the video game controller down for a second? I can talk and play. Oh, I'm totally annihilating this punk kid in Nebraska. I just feel like you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. M2, M2. Well, you know, you still ride your skateboard to work. There's the comic book collection, the race car bed. Look, I'm young at heart, but I put money to my 401k every paycheck. I picked up a few savings tips at feedthepig.org. I have control of my financial life now, and that feels pretty grown up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. For free ideas and easy tips on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. So, I bet I look like a grown up to you now. Well, except for the footy pajamas, I'd have to agree. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Eva Marie smoked 12,000 packs of cigarettes over 15 years. She quit, and now there's a new lung cancer screening that could save her life. You stopped smoking. Now start screening. No matter how much you smoked, early detection could save you. Talk to your doctor or learn more at savedbythescan.org. Oh, that's down. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. So for those of you who watched the World Series this uh, past year, um, the, uh, there's, a, there's a 2017 series, I mean season, the 2017 season. The Dodger fans 
are a little bit outraged uh, about the Houston Astros actions in 2017, which occurred. They were supposedly, the Dodgers are arguing, taking videos of some of the calls or play calls. Well, Major League Baseball did an investigation after a bunch of online YouTubers. It really blew this out and exposed this. There was a... The allegation that the Houston Astros were stealing signs and the investigation from Major League Baseball showed that actually what had happened was a camera was placed out in the outfield where they would be able to see what signs the catcher was giving to the pitcher. That feed was then displayed somehow to some of the Astros players. And you could hear on the broadcasts that there would be a... You know, somebody hitting one of those Gatorade bottles, and if they hit it once, it was a fastball. If they hit it twice, it was a curveball. Three times, it was a slider. And that was along the lines, and the the batter could hear it. And that sound precipitating or going just before the pitches was very accurate. So Major League Baseball came out, and they did this investigation. They found that the Astros, according to MLB, uh, yeah. had violated the law. The result so far has been that the manager of the Astros, A.J. Hinch, was fired, suspended for a year by the Major League Baseball, and then fired by the ball club. The same thing for the general manager of the Astros, Joey Cora, who was on the Astros and then became, I believe, a manager for the Boston Red Sox, has stepped down, as well as Carlos Beltran, who was on the Astros and was mm-hmm. supposed to be the manager for the Mets this year, hired in the offseason. He has also stepped down. No players have been uh, reprimanded or suspended, but the Dodgers were playing the Astros when all this was going down, and so the Dodgers fans have filed a lawsuit. No, they haven't filed it. They want to. They're trying to file a lawsuit. But wait, a quick bulletin before you tell that. This is important. Houston, the city has decided to change the name of their baseball team to the Houston Cheetahs. Oh, oh that was I'm sorry. Oh, stop you have, Oh, my okay, God. That is funny. <laughs> I'm good, sorry. good. I'm sorry, but it's true, yeah. Well, here's more important than the Dodgers. So they're, they're seeking a lawyer, and yes. those of you who want to practice law, there's your case. Go help them out. Uh, you know, good this, luck. This didn't work last year when the Saints fans all complained and, and filed lawsuits because of the non-call on pass interference when they played the L.A. Rams. Uh, I'm wondering if because it's L.A., they're like, well, you guys are going to try to negate our win in football because of this. Well, we'll try to negate that win in baseball because of this. It's not going to go anywhere. Just ridiculous. Well, Todd, tell me about uh, apparently there's issues when you watch TV. Yes, yes. That you have to have there's closed captioning, and there are certain discriminatory in every state issues or rules that need to be followed so an individual is not discriminated against. And what are those rules? Well, you know, the Americans with Disabilities Act, a federal law that requires certain things need to be in place for folks that have disabilities. And when it comes to folks that have a hearing impairment, the law requires some video producers, network content, network television, mm-hmm. um, some online video, if it's video of something that was on the network, that they have closed captioning, the, the English subtitles or subtitles in the language of your choice. And this is all required by federal law. And if a video requires a subtitle, the following needs to be adhered to. One, the captions, and I'm reading this from from the ADA website. 
The captions much must match the spoken words in the dialogue and okay, wait, 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 wait. Spoken <laughs> words. Hold on. Spoken yeah, words. I'm writing these down. Okay. Right. Those of you out there listening, write this down. The spoken words. Okay, what's they the must other thing? Match the spoken words in the dialogue and convey background noises. Hold on. Background. So they should say um or That's if they right. say music, hmm, music. Okay. Screams right. with joy. Right. Convey right. background. Screams with joy. You said, Cal. Yes. I'm just, I'm just saying possibly. Okay. Convey yeah. background noise. And Got it. and other sounds to the fullest extent possible. Okay. So look, if it's a sound that's coming through <laughs> that somebody who could hear, they they have yes. the subtitles have to yes. reflect that. Okay. Additionally, with regard to the placement of the subtitles, captions should not block other important visual content on the screen. So you can't have like a big, takes up the whole screen, the word like when the guy says, hi, how are you doing, Steve? Yes, it can't like obscure his face or any other body part that might be germane to the activity portrayed on the screen. So with that, so it depends on the situation of the, exactly. of the picture, how big well, you could put the uh, the words. As a user of closed caption, I can tell you that most set systems have three options: one line, a few lines, and a big box that covers up everything. Is just a big black box. But that's a user discretion. Yes. So what's the okay? Captions cannot block any quote. What is it? The quote? Uh, the, any... they, they cannot block. Other visual or other important visual important content on the screen. Visual. Mm. Are you write this down out there. Visual content. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so okay. With that as the backdrop. Yes, very we, important backdrop. We, we we come to this next case. American, American Disabilities Act. Yes. Where where a hearing impaired <laughs> individual has sued an adult website that streams adult videos. Under the Americans with Disabilities Act, because the videos do not adequately display closed captioning on all of their videos. So he Cal, claimed, don't you have that screaming one of the guy on the airplane? You mean Dr. David Dow, yeah, don't, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that something like like if this is going on, they're supposed to be putting like play that one more time, Cal. Well, you just put what do you okay. just oh. put up there? Monkey love sounds? Is that what you'd put? Yeah. Well, well, what's the background noise? Now wait, listen to what the people say. Oh, there you go. Yeah. His, his claim was that he was not able to make it through the videos because he was unable to file, follow the dialogue. We're going to address this when we come back. Just a little bit about the response from the website. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. Remember, match spoken words, convey background noise, <laughs> other sounds fullest extent, and captions cannot block other important visual content. We'll be back. Seems so tragic. All right, we'll talk about that and more in just a little bit right here on Radio Law Talk. So you stay there. We'll be back with promise. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. 
So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they are able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-814-5108. 800-814-5108. 800-814-5108. That's 800-814-5108. Not endorsed or recommend any specific law firm. Are you serious? This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. So us, we are just... Very important things we talk about, like the ADA. That is the most important thing to talk about is ADA violations. And we're going to get to the bottom of this. And let me repeat that. We're going to get to the bottom of that and and as quick as we can. And what we're going to do is have Todd explain a little more why this ADA with these adult films should be changed. What's the difference? I'm telling you. This is a lawsuit. These people with disabilities, they need help. Uh, So anyway, as we were going into the break, we have the individual who sued... A, an adult film website uh, and claiming that the videos that he was watching was unable to fully enjoy and even get through the end of the video because they didn't have the closed captioning. And the website has responded. Now, first of all, the website's not based out of the United States. So it's an international website. So there's the question about the extent to which in a global website the ADA would apply. And secondly, the Americans with Disabilities Act includes captioning. And Cal, you could probably shed some light on when it's required. But my understanding, I, in trying to post YouTube videos in the past and what have you, there's been a, a question about when are closed captioning, is closed captioning required in a YouTube video or something like that? And it is, if the video originated on network television and is then being rebroadcast on YouTube, needs to have closed captioning. Because it's already there. I mean, yes. anything that appears on, a, on network television, in other words, that the, in air quotes, general public, and I guess that could mean, although I don't know, uh, premium services, I don't know whether they're exempt or not. But, I mean, th- the, the original rule was if it showed up on broadcast TV, because I was doing television at the time when this happened, and we basically stuck our teleprompter stream 
into the the, the yeah. encoder, you know, and then therefore everything, at least the, what the anchor said, would show up. And eventually, we had to type our stories on the same thing, so the the content would show up at the same time. So anything that was on broadcast TV for general public consumption. And then, and then conversely, with the YouTube videos that require this, it is something that is going to be first broadcast on YouTube, but with the intention that it make it over to broadcast television. That would require now. That would require subtitles. I don't see, correct me if I'm wrong, given the FCC guidelines for broadcasting in the United States, that any video on an adult website that is germane to the genre of the website, I don't see that that would ever either originate or ultimately be broadcast on broadcast network television. I, I just I just find it Highly unlikely, and if that's the case, it's questionable whether the ADA even applies in this case. My theory is the guy is just suing so he can win a free lifetime subscription and never what? have to pay well, for, the potty, for the potty videos And again. it's that's interesting because he said, look, I upgraded to the premium service and still did not get the closed captioning for all the videos. The website has come out and said, look, we have a closed captioning section. You just chose videos the list of which we have some of the apparently he was denied the we ability have some. I to, don't have to enjoy <laughs> a, a video Would called you stop talking over Hot. the air about some things that didn't he, happen he was he was denied the ability to enjoy a video called Hot Step Ant wait blah 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 so that happened. It just wasn't on the list. So this is his lawsuit. Oh, I, I don't boys know. Are real. I don't know what'll happen with this one. Denise but, is uh, coming off the rails. We need oh, you. Yeah, we'll we'll see where this one goes. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't I'm think just it wondering has much. where the closed captioning words go. Yeah, I you know I don't know. Um, but what usually? What, and what they, are the size of the closed captioning uh, what, words allowed? About. Does 40. it depend? But it's it's bottom third. Usually bottom third is where. Although I you would, have the option of putting them up on top, on the bottom, or full screen. I would be curious to know under the section that talks about other sounds and noises if if it's a foreign language film, right? Oh. Do they do they translate the noises in a different language? They, I mean, than they I, do? I use closed captioning a lot because I'm hearing impaired, so I lose use it a lot on regular programming. So they'll put little notes up with a word that says music. Okay, or they'll gotcha. say they'll say grunts or groans or laughter, you know, or some generic terms like that. Okay. So Lori Laughlin is the daughters. <laughs> Moving We're talking right along. about what's going on. It's she <laughs> she has said she's pled not guilty and some things are coming to light. You notice how I just Denise will be proud of me. I that was a good change. That. that was I a good transition for us. That was and, good. And yeah. Lori Laughlin and I'm I'm starting to say, Wow, Lori You've got some good arguments here that it's starting to come out, things that are available out there, emails from USC that Lori might have an argument that she wasn't really doing something really inappropriate, that what she thought she was doing was not actually what was happening. And that is, there may have been a mix-up in emails and the way it shows. Again, this is all conjecture because the case hasn't become forward yet, but there's one of the arguments possibly floating is that the emails basically say that Lori was, here, I'm donating to the school. I'm not giving money for anything. They've asked for donations completely separate from anything else, kind of solicited her, and, you know, we'd like to get your daughters in, help her get in, but, but are you donating to the school? Yes, we're going to donate to the school. That's probably they had done in the past. 
Um, and what does that have to do with me committing fraud? And people donate all the time to colleges. That's not unusual. And their kids go to that college. That's that's a normal procedure. Go ahead. Exactly. Specifically, there was one email in reference to a $50,000 check. And the correspondence that they would get from USC, the correspondence would mix admissions-related content with solicitation for charitable donations in the same correspondence. And in response to one, there was a $50,000 check that Laughlin's husband wrote, and it was the check was payable to the University of Southern California, and it was sent to the senior associate athletic director. And they're claiming, look, this wasn't a bribe. This wasn't anything. This was what USC had requested, and it, it's being used by the defense to say this supports our claim that we thought we were legitimately donating to charities. Now, the prosecution is going to come back with a bunch of stuff to say, yeah, well, what about all this? Yeah, this, and you this. gave but, that and you did this. Right. But that is, I mean, that's the first that I have heard in this case of substantive evidence or a claim of substantive evidence to support their claim that they thought they were giving to a legitimate charity other than just their statement. Right, so. right. And so they're trying to say USC backed this up. Yeah. So someone's not, uh, you know, someone's pulling a different string or something's going wrong. But, I don't know who, but is it Laughlin or is it USC? We but, don't know. But there was also correspondence from USC where they questioned whether or not the kids were even rowers. And so, you know, you've got one that's in their favor and then you got something that is... Other correspondence that seems in the, to indicate in the prior, that, just before I mean, yeah. before they were admitted, there were some people scratching their heads, going, "Are these people really rowers?" Yeah, do they really yeah. row? Yeah, yeah that in USC, right? In, yeah, in USC. yeah, coming well, from USC. Well, this is going to be. It's funny because everyone else has pled, and actually, the the sentences, believe it or not, were quite light. Even though there was one individual that got what six months or something like yeah. that was a lot, but. But, you know, with good behavior and whatever, I mean, I don't even know if they're going to even do jail time, you know, maybe a week, you know, in the county jail. But, um, boy, what she's fighting through and what she's trying to go through is probably just to say, I'm innocent, you know, and, and yeah. because it's it'll ruin their careers. And that's what she's trying, trying to save, among other things. It so. sounds a bit like a desperate legal ploy to me. But you know what, Cal, think about this. But as I think you, people as you do the layman, that all the time. Yeah. I mean, uh, <sighs> You know, and again, I'm not taking sides, but what what is this happens probably everywhere that they're donating money and somehow their kid gets in school. And again, I've brought this up before and everyone doesn't like to hear this, but I'm going to say it. Let's say a major university, a donor puts in 20 million dollars to build a new engineering building to help the engineering students, which helps society that brings these students out, and their kid gets a little extra favor to get in that university. Baby's getting in school. If there's a building named after you, baby's getting in that school. Yeah, I well, mean, then, what, okay. Yeah. Then everyone's arguing, well, that's, oh, that's just because you got money. Yes. But they didn't misrepresent right. the credentials or reason that that child went into that but, school. Okay, let's uh, back up now. Yeah. Now, what the argument is on the other side is, well, that's defrauding. Well, what do you mean it's defrauding people? Another student didn't wasn't able to get in. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's it's helping thousands of other students, tens of thousands of future students, and the American public by putting this wonderful engineering department in and having all the latest technology, and it's going to help society and other students. And is it a balancing effect? Yes, one other student get get in at the very bottom, but guess what? It helped uh, ten thousand other students. 
Same thing, they, with, same thing with student-athletes. But do they represent their process as being fair and unbiased and all? Well, of course it's not. Another, it's yeah. not completely fair. But and they say, even they... said it's not completely fair. Every university will agree nothing's perfectly fair. Yeah. But that's just the way the process is. So I don't know. I always throw that out, and I wonder if you if you disagree. Hey, we're going to talk about Ed Sheeran. Guess what? The court says he's going to have to reveal some financial information Uh-oh. about his concerts. This is going to be interesting. We'll be back with Radio Law Talk. It's me, Cal, and Todd. You know what they say, life isn't fair. The sooner we accept that, the less it matters. More Radio Law Talk is coming right up. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For... Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. I'm going to quick quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty, going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far, we're talking three skinny minutes, sitting right in your car wash, a hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack, will spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy, you'll be glad you was asked to quick quack. Car wash, get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck. Get on the road and come visit the doctor. Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Quack, quack. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? Right then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti purpurium juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have, have Todd, Todd do it. it. Me? Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <clears throat> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general. The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on RadioLawTalk.com as well. Today we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14, 
31? I mean, 13? We, we took a left, left on, on Carroll Garden Street. Garden Street? Loud, Loud music was, was coming from, from a car. car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds. I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, Earth to Danny. Suddenly, he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the, the school, school steps, steps, we, we hugged goodbye. goodbye. I really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. Stop it. This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. So we've talked a lot in the past about um, all these um, lawsuits against singers, especially the big-time singers for copyright infringement. And it's kind of getting bigger and bigger as time goes on. Well, there's one against Ed Sheeran. When your legs yeah. don't work like they this used song, to before. Thinking Out Loud. And it's Marvin Gaye's estate, among feet. others. It's basically has brought a lawsuit saying Will your mouth still this is very similar to their song, Let's Get It On. And Will your eyes still smile I'm telling you, it's, it doesn't stop. So now what they're asking for is to determine whether or not that is Marvin Gaye. I'm going to say Marvin Gaye because there's multiple plaintiffs in this, not just Marvin Gaye, his estate, but uh, other multiple plaintiffs, including, you know, companies like Structured Asset Sales, you know, and, and, and different people who own rights to Marvin Gaye stuff or at least were involved in it. They're saying that that song that was a famous song of Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran copied Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye, which is, by the way, a fairly famous song. I remember that when I was growing up as a kid um, or early on because that was, well, I think it was the 1990s. I don't, I, I can't remember. They, they, but that was, no, that was earlier. Marvin Gaye was probably in the 80s or 70s. But here's the situation. The argument is, Ed, you can't sing the song Thinking Out Loud anymore at your concerts. And by the way, we want to see your income per concert and see what kind of money you're making, not only from the concert, but from sales of shirts, sales of hats, anything and everything. And they brought this motion before the court and the courts denied some of it, but basically granted it. And there was a 10 page opinion. It was Wednesday by the U S district court that said, basically you're going to have to show them some of those financial some of that financial information. And wouldn't that be interesting to see if that becomes public? And 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 that's what's going on with this case. We're gonna, This is one of those ones that we continually follow. And this is what? This what is, let's get it on? Is this let's get it on? Yeah, uh, that he's, that's blocked off YouTube now. Maybe yeah. the, the, the yeah. suit is why. This one is the Ariana Grande song. Okay, we're yeah. going to talk. Well, before we get to the Ariana Grande, hold okay. on. Well, right. just, just really quickly, you know, 
what what Marvin Gaye's estate is saying is you can't play it without paying us, right. with, without paying right. for it. That's why they want to know all of this. And, and Sheeran is saying, look, the venue that I played this stuff at is covered by the ASCAP agreement that allows this stuff to be played. So I don't owe you that. The court rejected that argument. And now they're going to try to parse out, all right, if you make X amount for this concert total – and you play this song that takes this many minutes, you owe this much. So Ed Sheeran says it's covered by the blanket, ASCAP, or BMI. Right. That's right. what he tried License. to argue. It was rejected by the court. Nice try. Right. Yeah. Right. Nice try. That's not going to happen. So. You could say that if you took somebody's song and put it in a movie. Well, the theater plays ASCAP, BMI. Yeah, nice try. That's not going to happen. But notice there's a happen. lot of these cases come out, a lot of these lawsuits that we're following up on. Ariana Grande, her hit, big hit called Seven Rings. Cal, you want to play the Seven yeah, Rings? Yeah, I got a little Seven Rings here for you. I mean, but this all didn't this all start with the Spirit thing where it really started gathering yeah, momentum? Yeah, that seems to me. With yeah. Spirit, which we would have never remembered who the Spirit is, and that's the uh, well, it, the Legend song from Led Zeppelin. And, and it, it did with that. It also. So listen to this. This is obviously of my favorite things. Yeah, this is from what that what song? The, my favorite things are from the Sound yeah. of Music. Yeah, yes. Sound of Music. That's right. Sounds just like it. No. And okay. that's not the entity that's suing her for for copyright infringement. That's good. We're gonna get a copyright infringement if we play it too long. Okay, so, that's, that's we're a news. That's actually, enough. we won't. We're a news program, that's so it doesn't enough. matter. Yeah, so enough. she she is being sued by a hip hop artist who goes by the name of D O T. And that individual's name is Josh Stone, and he says that he wrote and recorded a song called You Need, I Got It in 2017, and that he actually provided that to a producer named Tommy Brown, who works with Ariana Grande. This lawsuit that he filed in, I believe it was New York, is the first time I have ever heard of a, quote, forensic musicologist, close quote. And they are claiming that two forensic musicologists have determined that literally, this is a quote from the complaint, literally every single one of the 39 respective notes in seven rings is identical with the 39 notes of I got it from a metrical placement perspective. Putting it another way, the rhythm and placement of the notes and the lyrics are identical, which is interesting to me. They talk about 39 notes. There are only 12 notes in a scale, okay? So <laughs> I think they're saying looking looking at the sheet music together, they would be the same. And yet, here's the point that you make, and I think it's a great one. Eight notes in a scale plus sharps and flats, yes. so you know, you've got 16, whatever. So if you look at that, you say, how many different random non-duplicative patterns can there possibly be in the world? And why are you suing everybody when you want to? I mean, this is not, this is not just a path to easy money to you. I don't well, know. It seems th- this, weird. this is what we've got. We, we talked about how this stuff started. You guys referenced spirit, right? right? right. Uh, I, the first one I can remember talking about was the Farrell case where, oh, yes, where yes. they were sued incidentally by the estate of Marvin Gaye, who is now suing Ed Sheeran. Right. Okay. And this, I mean, I'm telling you, you look at the sales of the records of the artist that was alleged to have been copyright infringed upon. Those sales are going up. The sales of Sheeran are going up. But to me, the greater effect is every artist who has ever submitted something is now looking at this when somebody gets a big settlement and says, hey, I think I might have a claim and every settlement out there or award of millions of dollars to somebody is just going to encourage others to say, I came up with that idea first. 
then they're going to go ahead and, and file this. What I'm waiting for is someone to then file something against that person and say, well, you didn't get it first. I worked with you and you took it from me. And you're right. There's got to be a finite number I mean, of combinations. Michael, Michael Bolton wrote Love is a Beautiful Thing. Yes. Remember the song? And he played it. He got sued. And the song with which it was compared, if you listen to the two, you'd go, you're out of your mind. He lost. He said, I am not writing any more music. I am done. Because everything I write, somebody can come after me and get this for this. So there's got to be an eventual point of diminishing return, don't you think? Right. You, you think about it, but, you know. You'd hope that juries could just listen to and, and follow the jury instructions, but my feeling is there are a lot of people that say, well, you're rich. You made millions of dollars. This poor artist is just scraping to get by. Throw him a bone. Go ahead. Give him a little bit of money. That's kind of what they're hoping for. Yeah. So a sad note, to end on a sad note, September 2nd, 2019, the Conception uh, dive boat uh, caught on fire. Uh, killed uh, pretty much everyone on board. Only one crew member died, but 33 passengers and one crew member. Well, the first lawsuit, they're still investigating it. The first lawsuit was filed this past Monday, and it is by the family of the one lone crew crew member that did die. She's out of Illinois and working in California. And the, the issue is, is this is you know a question we're not going to delve into deep is, you know, would that be a workers' comp remedy instead of a third-party case against uh, the manufacturer of the boat? I mean, suing the actual employer would be a work comp, but you can go after all types of other defendants. But I'm curious of why uh, that occurred. And then there can be issues of, of um, um, you know, that, that'll push it outside the workers' comp sure. uh, note. But here's, a, here's an interesting thing. They're saying the boat was unseaworthy, lack required smoke detectors. Don't forget they're claiming, and this is not a fact completely, but it's looking like uh, it was from uh, one of those batteries, cell phone batteries, that Charged. was up in the galley area that caught fire. I but, just can't imagine the horror that must have oh, gone through that, those poor people. Well, most of them smoke, the smoke yeah. inhalation. But but the, the, their attorneys did go out, come out and say the purpose of doing this is to find out and get ready with the crickets, Cal. And, and I'm a personal injury lawyer. I get it. But the, the reason is, not yet. I'm going to tell you when to do it. To find out, this is the reason they brought the suit, to find out what happened and to make sure it never happens again. Oh, they always say that, yeah. By the way, we'll take the money. Yes. <laughs> how, how, how kind of them. Well, that's good. But, you know, that's good. Because that's a good, a good, a long take on that. But I think now it's time for us to shift gears to quick takes. Mr. Cunin, what is your quick take today? My quick take is Uh-oh. closed captions or not, there's no way the pizza delivery guy lives that kind of life. <laughs> Mr. Penny. I, I can't. We should have ended with that one. I know, no, I'm you. not even doing it. I'm not doing mine. I'm closing my book. You, you can't beat that We're going to no, end with that one. I had a good one. I can't beat that one. I'm Fred Penny, your host, Todd Cunin. We've got our producer, Cal Hunter. Thank you for joining us. Join us next week. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
Al Root. The healthcare open enrollment period has ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a healthcare program. Sign up now with Liberty Health Share. As a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, they're not insurance. That means you can sign up at any time of the year. Liberty Health Share is no network. You're free to pick your own doctors, hospitals, providers, and there are no contracts. Starting as low as $199 per month, Liberty Health Share has memberships for singles, couples, and families of any size. I joined. I'm a member. My four children are members. Liberty Health Share saves me $18,000 each year compared to what I was paying for health insurance. Liberty Health Share is a nonprofit ministry. Your money goes towards helping other members with their eligible medical expenses. And in your time of need, other members are there for you. You can feel good knowing you're part of the community of like-minded individuals who understand the importance of people coming together to bear one another's burdens. For more information, call 855-58-LIBERTY, 855-58-LIBERTY, or go to libertyhealthshare.org slash Wayne Root. That's libertyhealthshare.org slash Wayne Root.